Linden Boulevard represent, represent Zen Tribe Core Quest represent, represent Zen. The mic is in my hand. I'm never hesitant. My favorite jam back in the day was Eric B for president. Hello and welcome to Yudcast, season four, episode 104. It's fours all around. 44 fours, <laughs> as Jay Z once put it. Uh, we are very excited to be kicking off a new season of the Yudcast here in the 2019 2020 school year. This is Head of School Dan Glass with you once again, joined today by Nicholas Cole Farrell. Yudcast producer. Let's Yudca- just say that. Yudcast producer. This is great. Uh, Dr. Glass is at the controls, and I'm over his shoulder. On the second mic, so it's fun because usually he's in here solo, and then I'll swoop in later in the day, chop it up a little bit, although his edits are pretty good, so usually it's just an export and post. So. I, I do what I can. <laughs> uh, the you know the idea of the Yudcast, Once Upon a Time, and we're going to start with a poem because we know all of our listeners expect us to start with a poem, mm-hmm. expect it of ourselves as well, but before we get there... The idea of the Yudcast was this notion of dialogue from the very beginning. The, the letter Yud in, in some of the midrashes in, in Jewish text and history is about uh, encounter um, and about the moment when two, two Jews in some of the stories or two, uh, two people in some of the other stories encounter each other. And so this season, we're really going to try and embrace that and really bring more dialogue uh, into the Yudcast studio here in the Sound Lab at the Brandeis School of San Francisco. Before we jump into some conversation here this morning, though, we're going to start with this poem that caught my eye, caught my attention over the summer. I did a lot of great reading of poetry, um, uh, a book by Laylee Long Soldier in particular uh, spent a lot of time with, also a Tracy Brown book. I'll certainly bring those in and share pieces of them. Uh, but uh, we are going to start today with a poem called A Deer Mistaken for a Statue of a Deer by Alicia Mountain. Um, and it goes like this. There are deer in the suburbs who, knew, who know they don't belong there and know they can't leave. After the time for flight, and deer aren't fighters to begin with, we get still and wait for a change or an end. I keep thinking that I will die with my eyes open, and how in the city I am afraid to leave the laundromat, and how I don't remember if I ever put your black bra in the dryer. When I was a hunter, I was never even a hunter then. Good stuff by mm. Alicia Mountain. Yeah. Uh, so, I like that poem, by the way, just uh, for the the twists and turns that it takes, and that um, that question of vulnerability that it's exploring as a, a woman in the laundromat in the city, mm-hmm. uh, akin to to a deer in the suburbs. Um, and, and then that turn at the end, what does it mean to be a hunter, to imagine oneself as a hunter, sort of counter to vulnerability? Um, a poem in dialogue with itself yeah. uh, in many ways, and so a, an apt place, I think, for us to begin this season of conversation. So, uh, Nicholas, we had talked about wanting to talk about a few things um, here this morning. I would say the first among them 
in addition to being the Yudcast producer <laughs> um, and director of technology and making here at the Brandeis School of San Francisco, you, um, you also work uh, on a significant project here with me as well as with uh, Sandy Bisson, maker educator here at Brandeis, uh, the Ethical Creativity Institute. And we have been talking about wanting to talk about creativity um, and, and its role here in the work that we do. And also nice. the Ethical Creativity Institute also celebrating a four. Oh my gosh, that's true. So it's fours again. <laughs> but for sure, yeah, it's a really exciting project for us. And if you are interested in that specifically, you can hit one of our other podcasts, The Ethical Creativity Have Ruta, currently on a bit of a hiatus but only for the fact that uh, we're a little bit time constrained, but that one is really exciting as well. But yeah, it's work that we do in the summer. Uh, it's just after our regular school year, and it's work that continues throughout the school year, both here at Brandeis and at all of the different sites and locations and schools from folks that are involved in our institute. Uh, and it's about spreading the word around creativity and creative thinking in the context of Jewish education and understanding that those are complementary pieces. Uh, this week I was spending some time with a podcast that Dr. Glass had recommended, and it was with uh, Miriam Heller Stern was the guest, and I'm going to get the name of the podcast wrong again. So Judaism Unbound. Judaism Unbound. Such super, a great podcast. Super cool podcast, a great recommendation. Um, often when people are like, you should check out this podcast, it's sort of like, read this thing because yeah mm -hmm. but anyways great recommendation usually recommendations from dan are top notch so well worth your time but what was cool about this one episode with uh dr heller stern was around creativity in jewish education and reimagining jewish education and one piece that i really caught was right near the end of the episode um they were talking about learning as a practice mm -hmm. Uh, and how that manifests day to day. And one thing I thought was really interesting around that was like this idea, and they mentioned just like you would practice dance or you would practice yoga or you would practice a sport. And that sort of got me thinking about how learning is lifelong. And we of often talk about lifelong learning, mm. but it's also joyous mm -hmm. and it also can be hard too. It can be a struggle. And I think that really makes sense. And in that context, we can put that forward and talk about how creativity is a practice as well. And it's not, as they mentioned, exclusive to sort of this solo genius working by themselves on a project, but it's a collaborative and in the context of this episode, dialogic. And it's a, could be a community piece. There can be everyone bringing their own piece of creativity and not necessarily the visual arts or the performing arts, but there's creativity in our learning all around. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I really enjoyed that episode too. I had the opportunity to learn with uh, Miriam Hellerstern at the Graduate Theological Union um, last year with our Director of Admissions, Tanya Lowenthal, shout out. And um, one of the things that I am very curious about in, in her work and also in some of the work uh, that Dan and Lex who are the hosts of uh, Judaism Unbound, what they have been exploring is the question of not just creativity in, in um, as it exists in the context of a Jewish school. I mean, we're blessed with an amazing arts faculty here. We do mm -hmm. a lot of work in the creative space with our students. For sure, I just did silent snaps there. Uh, yeah. 
And Nicholas and I are also both proud members of the arts faculty mm. here uh, at Brandeis. But um, also really interested in um, how creativity exists around Jewish identity. So uh, the, the idea that um, the, what kids are learning around Jewish identity is not some static, uh, I've heard it described as like, you know, a, a polished stone that must be handed down mm -hmm. from one generation to the next and just be polished again, but not fundamentally changed versus, for example, a ball of clay that is reshaped um, anew in each generation. And I think one of the things that we really see here in San Francisco, which in some ways is kind of at the vanguard of American Jewish identity in terms of its intersectionality, is that the role of creativity is huge because people are feeling um, a real drive to uh, to make it new, uh, a la Ezra Pound, mm -hmm. right? And and um, and that the the idea that you would just inherit something and polish it uh, doesn't, I think, resonate for most of um, the folks in our broader community. Yeah, it feels antithetical for sure. Um, now, that being said, the, another thing they talk about on Judaism Unbound uh, is the what they describe as the um, the knowledge chutzpah axis and like how much of, of the work that we do around Judaism is, is about transmitting knowledge and how much of it is about just having chutzpah and like going for things yeah. even if you don't have deep knowledge. And so um, interesting to think about where work on any given day sort of charts out on those axes. Um, so, uh, speaking of being on the arts faculty, I think <laughs> we have students uh, yeah. waiting. Yeah, this is, uh, I, I'm super excited and I want to keep going with this. And, Same. And, and, and for us, it's a good sort of step into what the work's going to look like on the podcast this weekend. Weekend, whoa, <laughs> my brain just went there really quickly. The full weekend of this school year, <laughs> this school I think year. you mean. Sorry yeah. about that. Wow. Yes. I was just looking forward to our picnic this week. Uh, you know, make every moment a Shabbat, <laughs> as Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel would tell us. Uh, yes, lots of interesting work this year um, and this conversation around creativity in uh, Jewish education, Jewish practice is going to be a core um, feature of it. So. Um, for all of you Yudcast listeners out there, welcome to season four. If you're interested in participating in this dialogue, uh, whoever you are out there in the world listening to this, whether you're a, an immediate member of our community or a member of our extended community far and wide, uh, drop us a line, get in touch. You can always contact me. I'm at dglass at sfbrandeis.org. Easy you can to do find. Yudcast at sfbrandeis.org as well. Sure, just shoot a note straight into the podcast itself uh, but in any case we are grateful to you for being here with us a Shabbat Shalom to any of you listening on Shabbat uh, which you know maybe every day is Shabbat like we were talking about and uh, we will be back with you with another exciting guest in the ongoing dialogue next week